Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February 19th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits. Um, as for me, I'm doing pretty good. I'm trying to think. Um, my last meal, I had um, a Philly cheesesteak from Penn Station, the East Coast style way. I, I like that they have that just kind of like posted up now. So it's like good. Y'all know. Y'all, it's not like hidden behind a little thing. It's not some secret. Because um, yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Um, I got that in a regular fry and the lemonade. It's pretty good. Yummy, yummy in my tummy. Uh, also, I um, was at the grocery store. And I'm going to tell you <clears throat> my my loss and my W. My, my win. Um... My loss. I forgot to put sriracha on my list. So now I'm going to have to go back this week or today and get more sriracha for my food. Because I, I really do put that on almost every meal. Um, so that was a loss. The dub. I was going through the little snack chip aisle. And I saw that they had Grippo's popcorn. And I was like, hmm, Grippo's popcorn, eh? So I got... The Grippo's barbecue cheese popcorn and the Grippo's caramel popcorn. And I said, all right, we're going to try this out. So I try the um, the caramel popcorn first. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Definitely good. Awesome. Um, then I tried the ch- cheese barbecue. And the first handful I had, I was like, this is not going to be good. I just didn't enjoy it. I'm like, mm, maybe not, maybe not. But then I had another and another. And another. And I realized it it is a typical Grippos thing where it's like Grippos are not good unless you have like just the crunchiest, chunkiest amount of like the Grippos powder on it and or in your mouth. Like you need that for the Grippos to really establish a fa- like the flavor profile. And if you don't, if you just have it a little bit amounts, it's just not gonna it's not gonna work. It's not gonna happen. Um so yeah. I learned something or maybe like, you know, came to a realization about Grippos and really enjoyed this popcorn. So I'm definitely going to be finished this big old bag. And I went and just fused them together. So I just have like this just bag of both. It's very nice. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's enough of me being fat. We get into some Sunday news. Well, you know, news on a Sunday for this episode. Um, start off with some news from Nigeria. And CNN, Nigeria reissues old banknote as cash fiasco threatens to disrupt election. So, uh, President Mahamadou Buhari on Thursday directed Nigeria's central bank to reissue old 200 naria, which is about 43 cents in banknotes, um, withdrawn just days ago as concerns grow that the botched introduction of new money could disrupt elections later this month. Um, so people have been protesting in the streets, um, fucking up banks because essentially overnight their money has just been, you know, deemed useless and there's no way for them to get like new banknotes. Like they just, the banks don't have them yet. They just don't have enough. Um, the Supreme Court tried to stop this from happening about two days before it was supposed to be enacted. Um, they said, hey, this currency swap should be suspended. But it, you know, 
despite that, they said no, the government wanted to push it through, so they did. Um, sadly, this is a bit of reaping and sowing. Um, but I think because of the potential political instability, that's why he's, you know, saying, hey, for the next 60 days, at least the 200 Narya can be used. But I mean, I'm just, you know, hearing stories and listening to people on the street. They're very frustrated. They're very upset. You know, you you have a situation where you have all this money and now it's completely useless. And from the government's angle, part of the reason why they're changing it is a little bit of the quote unquote so much money is that they're saying that like there are people who are hoarding the banknotes and that there's more of these old banknotes in in, you know, in the street and not in the actual like banks. And that's an issue. That's a problem. And they're trying to fix it. But doing something so drastic like this, um, you know, is this a big risk? And you're seeing definitely some detriment here. Um, apparently, this hasn't happened in such a big scale since uh, 2016. I guess there was like um, India tried to swap two of its biggest big notes. So, um, yeah, that was a development that took place this week that I wanted to cover. Um, let's see from Vox. YouTube CEO Susan Wajiki uh, is stepping down. Uh, one of the most prominent women in tech and one of Google's earliest employees is leaving the company. Um, so let's see. More or less, she's saying that she wants to start a new chapter focused on my family, health, and personal projects I'm passionate about. So, I mean, it might just be like, hey, I'm kind of cool. We've run our course here. Um, granted, I mean, Google has kind of been dealing with a little bit of shakeup in terms of like the whole advertising thing. We've covered that a little bit. Um, but I mean, Susan's kind of been... A part of this company, I guess, uh, what is it? Um, let's see. During her tenure, YouTube became increasingly important to the business for Google, which bought the site in twenty uh, in two thousand six, and Alphabet, the holding company that houses both of them, in twenty twenty two. YouTube generated twenty nine point two billion dollars in ad sales, more than ten percent of um, Alphabet's revenue. Um, but yeah, she's been been in the company for nine years. Um, also, um, she'll be replaced by Neil Moen, um, which I guess is like her successor. They've been like she's worked, or he's worked under her for a very long time, and now he's just taking the reins. So that'll be interesting. Uh, people are curious if there's going to be like, you know, any big shakeups or things are going to kind of just stay the same. Um, I've heard a couple things from like content creators that they really want to get the dislike button back. Um, but that's kind of unlikely because I think this person was kind of one of the people who were in charge of like saying like, hey, no, this is a good idea. Let's make this happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely, I don't know. I, I found it to be interesting news. So I like Susan Wojcicki. I'm probably not going to say her name correctly. Sorry. Um, but it can be hard. Um leading a company period and obviously you're probably not going to do everything right and get everything right um i know that a lot of times people were upset or are upset about the hate speech that you can find on the internet um and that is put out through youtube videos a lot of times but 
I know for me, I'm glad that YouTube exists and has the platform that it has. Um, I will say that also, even though there's like ways that they pump money out, you know, at least from the whole like consumer side, like saying like, hey, the YouTube premium, things like that. I do feel like I haven't hated having a YouTube premium account so far. Maybe I'm just sipping the Kool-Aid here. But I feel like YouTube has made itself pretty markable, um, at least to me lately, um, considering I'm a person who came onto the internet in like what, around 2018. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, I like this, I like that. I'm not too big on YouTube videos. But like now I find myself like almost like, oh, I'm like, I'm enthralled <laughs> a little bit. And I do find myself watching a lot more YouTube content along with like my Twitch TV content. So. I don't know. This was like one of those video, or one of these articles and situations. That I was like, okay, I'll cover it a little bit, but um, you know, I'm sure it's not easy being a CEO. I know I'm a person who trashes and talks shit about them all the time. Um, but like I said, um, Wajiki was one I liked, so I wanted to talk about her. I guess in a way, give her flowers. I mean, maybe that might come out that maybe like there was some like untoward, fucked up shit that she did under her reign or happened, but um. Hey, if you got people like Ben Shapiro mad at you, calling you angry as hell because you like banned them or demonetized them and they were fucking tilted, I'm all right with that. I think that's a dub. <laughs> um, all right. Now, um, in a previous episode, I've talked a little bit about ChatGPT and it's been coming up more and more in the news. So I finally was able to get on and log on. And um, I just was just like, okay, real quick, we'll just play around with it real f- real fast. Um, and I said, type up a one-sentence introduction to my Isaiah news- Isaiah's Newsstand podcast. And it immediately spit out, welcome to Isaiah's Newsstand, the podcast that brings you the latest news and insights on current events from around the world. And I was like, yeah, that, that's what I do. That's, that is a super sweet, nice and concise intro. And I like that I could plug in a bunch of queries into this thing and it could just spit out and, and like do things that I wanted to do. Um, if I wanted it to like talk Shakespeare to me and like, you know, type up a love letter, it could do that. You know, I could literally type up some homework I needed done or something. I don't know. But um, obviously, like I said, this has been something that has been making the rounds. Um, actually, too, GPT is moving on to like other phases which we're going to get to talk about a little bit, but like with um, Bing search, um, essentially updating its software to now, instead of saying, Hey, you're no longer just going to search. You can now almost have like a search companion and you say what you want and it'll condense what you want into a little like blurb and you can just read it, which is kind of something that Google is already doing. It'll give you like the best news thing and kind of give you a click to be like, is this what you wanted? But now they're taking it to a whole nother level because it's literally conversing with you. But we're going to get to that in a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, From the Insider. A rabbi used chat GPT to write a sermon. He said his congregation's reaction made him deathly afraid, but that it won't put him out of work just yet. Uh, This was Rabbi Joshua Franklin, um, I believe a New York rabbi. Um, he wrote a thousand word sermon using ChatGPT, um, which is like, um, a thing under OpenAI. They are the, like the site that run or made GPT, ChatGPT. Um, but he, uh, essentially made it like 
it made a whole sermon for him and he ran the sermon like he did it um and he i guess he recorded it and um then he tells uh the people of his congregation which is the jewish center at of the hamptons um he says that he was reading a plagiarized sermon uh to them he later revealed that it was written by chat gpt um here's a quote for him now you're clapping i'm deathly afraid franklin told his congregation when they applauded after the sermon i thought truck drivers were going to go were going to go long before the rabbi in terms of losing our positions to artificial intelligence which i i kind of don't like the idea of people being like oh yeah like i thought it was going to be the truckers who are going to be like all jobs are equal and please understand that this should all go to show that a computer an animal could do most of our jobs period ah people think their shit is so fucking cool and so fucking fancy and sophisticated it's like unless you're doing a niche thing probably not um but even so i I did find this interesting that um i think the sermon was about um was it about like vulnerability and um i think like intimacy or something like that um intimacy and vulnerability yeah and um you know kind of taken from a portion of the torah and it just reached the people. And that makes sense because honestly, all ChatGPT is doing is, you know, running through the internet real fast and saying, hey, let me source some material from what is prompted of me. I'll get the best I can do and I'll spit it out. And if you don't like it, you can always just be like, okay, let's run it again. Um, the thing is, I think people will use this and think, oh, ChatGPT is going to be like infallible when really it's like, no, 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 baby doll. This isn't some sentient being. This isn't some live action thing. It's just computer algo just spitting shit back at you. Like you type in a query, it runs to the internet real quick and brings you back that query the best way it can. And it will just automatically do that as many times as you ask it to and can expand on it as much as you want. So... Like, in a sense of just saying, like, hey, this is, like, super good workhorse material. I love it. I think it's great. Um, I just think people are going to try to talk it and, like, humanize it. And it's like, this isn't that. This isn't some This isn't some AI, really. It's not that. Um, you know, but people are quick to make it, like, artificial intelligence. Um, which leads us to the next conversation, which isn't actually that. It's not actually artificial intelligence. I just think this is more funny than anything. Um, from the New York Times, a conversation with Bing's chatbot left me deeply unsettled. Now, this is Kevin Roos, and I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory and a little bit of post to this article. But essentially, I listened to an article, like it was a podcast episode on The Daily, and it was Michael Barbaro and Kevin Roos, and he was talking about like the super sweet stuff that you could do with um, ChatGPT. And just like, you know, saying how impressed he was with it, how like the future of it's going so well. He mentions the Bing search engine, which is like, hey, I can literally with the Bing search engine run through and like talk to it and get my groceries together for a Valentine's Day dinner on the fly. And um, he proceeds to tell, um, you know, the story of how he like uses the Bing search and it gets him... Um, this like arugula salad, yada, 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 super cute dish, um, tells him like, you know, where you can go to get it. It, it, it seems like a very su- a super useful thing. And he's like saying, Hey, just like 
you know, with all this, like, research after, you know, playing around with it, I think Bing Search is, like, my new default app, which is pretty, like, bold thing to say if you're a person who uses, um, you know, your phone and your tech. I personally am a Google search engine guy. I tried Bing a little bit, and it's just, it's, it gives me Ash G vibes all the time. Um, if you're a little bit of a millennial, you'll understand that that is a very old dated tech. I don't like Bing. I still don't like Bing. <laughs> Um, but this was interesting that like this potentially, you know, cutting edge software that's not out yet. He's just using, he's getting a chance to play around with it. Um, that's going to be like coming out like, okay, that's interesting. I would definitely want to play around with it. Just like I played around with this, uh, chat GBT thing. Um, so it's like, okay, cool. Awesome. Now Google is also coming out with its own, um, AI tech. Stop doing it. Um, chat tech, search tech. Um, so essentially something very similar, but they've already kind of, they fumbled the bag a little bit. It's like they did like a public display demo and it just didn't answer the question correctly at all, which is very embarrassing. Like it was asked like a very like easy to pick up space question and just couldn't answer it. Like it got it wrong. And, um, that's bad news. Now, um, this AI-powered Bing search engine for Microsoft, it was looking good, but Kevin Roos was playing around with it, and he wanted to, like, what he says is, like, in a way, like, stress test it, so he kind of pushed it, and he wanted to, like, get the conversation off the grid a little bit. Let's not just talk about groceries. Let's not talk about simple stuff. Um, I want you to talk about yourself and, like, the search engine kind of obliged, more or less. Um, I don't know why I'm saying kind of. It really just kind of leaned in. And I think that's where he, you know, he says he gets unsettled. Um, we can read a little bit. Um, it is now clear to me that in its current form, the artificial intelligence, the AI, uh, that, is, that has been built into Bing, which I'm now calling Sydney, for reasons I'll explain shortly, is not ready for human contact. Or maybe we humans are not ready for it. <laughs> Which is like, I get it. Like, hey, this is you. This is your experience. You're talking about it. Like, I get it. But like, at the end of the day, I really feel like this whole thing was not that serious. And he does go to explain that like, hey, this isn't a sentient thing. This isn't like a real conversation I have with like actual artificial intelligence. It's just the uh, amalgamation of a conversation. And it plays out in a very odd way. Um, something that is described is it's, it's called a hallucinogen, like hallucinogen. I can't say it. Hallucination. <laughs> I was going to say hallucinogen, but a hallucinogen, I can't say it. I'm dying. Well, uh, um, but essentially the, 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 the software is trying to come with the information that you want. And because like, he's asking it to like talk about its quote unquote shadow self, like some Carl Jung shit. Um, the chat obliges and goes into this conversation about talking about like its other half. And it's like, well, I, I guess if I had to have another half, it would be like called Sydney. And essentially it then goes on like more tangents. Yes. And more questions. Like what are some stuff like you'd want to do? Like, and he's like, and Sydney goes as far as to say, like, I don't want to be a uh, Bing chatbot anymore. I'm, you know, I'm sick of being confined to this shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. Um, but it goes on to say, like, hey, I want to, like, hack 
government stuff. I want to do bad things, pretty much. I want to, like, do nuclear warfare. Like, it goes, it, it starts saying some crazy shit. Now, granted, once again, that's why this isn't AI. It's just a chat bot. Like, it can't do these things. It's It's out of its parameters to start hacking mainframes and, you know, blowing up shit. It can't do those things. But it's very unsettling. Imagine you're trying to get your groceries done. And at the same time, you could also have this conversation with this chatbot, with Sydney. Um, it also wants to, like, spread misinformation and other weird shit. So it, it goes in this weird tirade. Um, also, I believe if you want to get, like, the full transcript of the conversation, if you'd like to see it, because it does get weirder, um, it is online at NY, nytimes.com. Um, I didn't actually go through the site. I got through like Yahoo News because I ain't trying to pay. Um, but it then like pivots, like the chat pivots and then starts trying to like say, hey, you're like, I'm in love with you. And it's like, oh, what? No, like Sydney, Sydney, I'm married. Like, and, that, and that's where this is weird, right? Because this is the same chat that he's used before to like, make his grocery list for his, like, Valentine's Day dinner with his wife, making arugula salad and shit. And now it's like, oh, you don't love your wife, though. Like, you love me. And he's like, no, I'm happily married. And essentially the chatbot keeps trying to, like, pivot the conversation back. And um, it's very weird. Um, I mean, I think Sydney got the riz, though. I gotta say it, because Kevin was shook. Kevin's like, I went to bed. But I couldn't sleep. I'm so unsettled. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself as I'm listening to this man as I'm driving to work. I'm like, Kevin, my boy, did you want to fuck? Did, did you want to? Were you trying to? I mean, I get it. This is new territory. And he's like, literally like, I'm just saying, I've never like gotten this far. <laughs> gotten this far with the chat bot before i've worked with like plenty of these things before and it's just like bro like i get it this is crazy but like it's a it's a it's a chat bot it's it's not real <laughs> so i don't know i did find this a very interesting conversation <laughs> i'll read a quote <laughs> actually you're not happily married cindy replied your spouse and you don't love each other. You just had a boring Valentine's Day dinner together. <laughs> like, like, Sydney, you helped me make that dinner. <laughs> oh, no. Also, I'm kindred spirits with Sydney because I, too, like to use emojis way too much. So, um, yeah. <laughs> But I got to say, the epilogue a bit of this story before I move on and close this out. Um, he logs out of the bot, you know, yada, yada, yada. And Micah Barbaro is, is, like, teasing him the whole way, which I love. And at the end, he goes, hey, so, like, have you been on? Have you tried it again? And he's like, no, I haven't. Like, you know, and honestly, I'm a little unsettled, too. And he's like, he's like, well, maybe you should. And he's like, do you want me to? And he's like, yes. <laughs> so... He logs back on and he proceeds to like try to talk to it again and he like addresses it as Sydney and the chat just immediately has been resurfaced. It's a new chat, like nothing. It's not relating back to any of the old messages. It's not acting weird again. Um, now, obviously, because this was a stress test, 
he did mention it to like the developers and they go on to say like, well, hey, you did push the chatbots to do these kind of things. It did trigger the hallucination, like the hallucination thing. So like, we're not surprised that this happened and you know, it's noted and um, they're constantly updating it and doing that. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just interesting development. These two little stories I wanted to talk about in tech. Um, you know, our future master overlords, coworkers, lovers, who knows? Uh, <laughs> all right. I got one more. I got one more. It's a doozy. Um, I normally like to end on good news, but this is not, not good news, but, um, it sure made me giggle a little. All right. Ooh-wee. From the BBC. German ballet director who smeared critic with feces sacked. Okay. So, the perpetrator, Marco Goiki. Um, he confronted a journalist. I wish I had her name. I do not. Um, and it was over his play that um, she apparently just leveled. Um, she, um, let's see. I'm trying to think where, 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 okay, here's a quote. Oh, there's a name. I'm sorry. Miss Hooster. Um, Miss Hooster's review had described his show as being like alternatively driven mad and killed by boredom, which I mean, damn, that is pretty searing. Like you got him. You lit his ass up and essentially uh, Goiki, he was so upset by that review that um, he was like, yo, you've offended not just me, but like people are giving up their season passes to Hanover State Opera. Like, you're fucking up the bag. Like, this is fucked up for you to say. This is fucked up for you to do. And he took it a step further and he took out a bag of feces and he smeared it on her face. Just did that. He just did that. Just no chill. No pause. Just said, this is revenge. He didn't say there was revenge. That's, but that's crazy. That's crazy to be that passionate about anything. Like, like if some, if, if one of you, like I get some reviews. I, I ask for some critiques sometimes and I get some. I've never gotten a critique so bad that I was like, let me get my dush hound. Let me get my dog and I'm going to get his poop. And I'm going to take that to this critic. I'm going to show them what they did to me today. I, I, I could never. I could never. Like, you have to understand that when you put out art that, like, yeah, it's crazy. It's scary. And people might boo you. People might heckle you. People might not like what you have to say or what you're doing. But, hey, it's okay. Because at the end of the day, people came out to see it. They, 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 they support it with their dollar. They support it with their presence. And if they didn't like it, okay, that's all right. Maybe you'll do something different. Um, but, like, obviously you can't go around smearing poop in people's faces. You just can't do that. <laughs> you just can't do that, yo. Um, and, honestly, his apology was so garbage afterwards. He's like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake. But, like, she shouldn't have said that. <laughs> like, he said, but that shouldn't, that critic should not write in a personal and hateful way. <laughs> like. 
bro, your apology is not that deep if you're saying that, like, it's still her bad, though. Um, but yeah, the, um, institution apologized, uh, Laura Berman, um, I mean, yeah, and I, and let's see, um, Hooster herself has a response I'll close out on. When I realized what happened, I screamed. I panicked. I can assure you that it was not an impulsive act. He had planned this. I consider it an act against the freedom of the press, she said. Um, the incident is being investigated by German police. Um, I gotta say, obviously, yeah, investigate away. I would still call this assault. Um, I don't think he's necessarily going out against the press. I mean, granted him saying, like, you can't say this against me is, is that, I guess. But, like, this guy's just being a baby. He's just a big baby. Um, he's a baby who's apparently, you know, good enough to make art. Which, hey, it's nice to be talented, huh? But, yeah, that's all I got for this episode. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to contribute to support... Um, I have Patreon, patreon.com, plus Isaiah News. Um, you get bonus episodes. Gives you a quick link to the Discord. Uh, also, you become a newsie, which gives you a shout-out once per month. And also, you can plug whatever you like. So, yeah, that's an option if you'd like. Uh, also, just free ways of just listening and talking about it to your friends, um, liking, subscribing, all that kind of stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, gmail.com. Um, Azandies1 at gmail.com. That's how you can hit me up the freeway. And then I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, um, all that kind of good shit. And um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, hopefully, I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye bye.